This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Lisa Hermanson, Administrator of Ambulatory Care Center in Violin, New Jersey. Lisa, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Laura. Thanks so much for having me. Now, I know we'll talk a lot today about some of the big trends um, in healthcare and what you're watching now from your vantage point as leading the Ambulatory Surgery Center. But before we do that, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, so I have a background in critical care nursing. Uh, I was originally a stay-at-home mom, but I didn't like to stay home. And after I had my second child, I decided to go to nursing school. So that was kind of my foundation in nursing. Um, and as many administrators out there will tell you, uh, if you are organized and on time and seem to have some leadership capabilities, you will quickly become a leader and a manager. Um, and that's sort of what happened to me. Um, about 10 years ago, I was asked to change from a critical care background in a large hospital to come to Ambulatory Care Center and work as the head nurse in the PACU. And I took that move on and then later got my CASC and my MSN and um, became the administrator of the facility and uh, just wrapped up my MBA this summer. So it's kind of my journey to this day. Oh, congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, So having just wrapped up that MBA, you know, what do you feel like has been some of the most important lessons that you've learned from that experience? You know, I think this whole experience of being a nurse has been really eye-opening because, number one, there's so many things that you can do in nursing. And my business acumen, I guess, and my tendency to look at efficiencies Uh, just sort of led me to where I am today. But once I was in this desk, I realized that I I needed to beef up what I know about revenue cycle and accounting and the things that uh, happen when you're not on the clinical side of things. So I had a fabulous time doing my uh, MBA and I met some really great people who taught me lessons about the business side of things that I didn't know previously. And just understanding those elements just make my life a little bit easier on a day-to-day basis now. That's fantastic. Thinking about where you're at today with the surgery center, what are your top priorities right now? And, you know, what areas are you really looking at for the future? Right now, I think COVID is still on everyone's mind because we have the Delta strain and there are places that are starting to mask again. Here in New Jersey, we are still COVID testing people unless they are fully vaccinated and two weeks out. So we are still trying to manage all of that. And the underlying theme there is safety um, because we don't want to make patients sick and we want our employees to be safe and our surgeons to be safe. So, you know, obviously COVID is still on the forefront of my mind. Um, And the other part that goes along with that is the mental health issues. Um, and scheduling challenges and things like that, um, that affect your staff. I hadn't really thought about them um, all that much until I was reading an article recently. And it occurred to me that, you know, some of these young parents who work for us um, are having to juggle childcare and trying to figure out if the school is virtual or if it's in person, and then it's only limited hours. And, you know, how are they going to work that all out around their work schedule? Um, And it's just really draining. And all of us are being asked to, you know, add more hats to the already mounting pile that's on top of our head. Um, And so I think that, you know, those are the things I'm trying to balance. I 
I like to think that we have a trifecta of satisfaction here and that no one of them is uh, more important than the other. So that's, you know, obviously the patient, the employees and the surgeons, I want them all to be safe. I want them all to be satisfied. And sometimes that's, you know, really challenging. And I think that COVID has just added another layer to that. So those are kind of my priorities right now, just keeping everybody sane (laughs) and happy to come to work and um, the real team effort that we have here to keep it going. Absolutely. That sounds great. And obviously having a leader that is mindful about, you know, those types of things, wanting to bring that satisfaction, but also understanding the immense pressures that all the staff members and, and patients are under, um, you know, in, in being able to as much as possibly possible, be flexible and mindful of that is fantastic. But then on your end too, I, I'm sure it can be grueling to have to kind of, um, you know, uh, figure out how to manage all of these different things um, in, in different situations. So is there anything you do on your end just to make sure that you're filling your cup as well? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I am, I am really one of those people who, who goes, goes, goes. Um, but I have been trying to take some more time to read or crochet or just make myself sit for a little while recently. Um, and, you know, obviously spending time with my family is really important. So I try to make sure that I'm, you know, home at a reasonable time that we get to eat dinner together, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, any administrator will tell you it is, um, you know, every day you go in with a plan in your head of how the day is going to go and you've already prepared for success, right? You have enough people, you have all of the equipment and supplies that you need. And then inevitably something is going to put a wrench in it and change your plans for the day. Um, and sometimes that means, you know, longer hours or, you know, just a little bit more stress each day. But um, I think that if you have the right team and I have a fantastic support system in my team as well um, that, you know, you can get through it. So I, 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 that's one thing that I could work on a little bit more, probably filling my own cope, as you say. Absolutely. I know exactly how that goes. So, um, you know, great to hear that you're able to make some time, you know, at the very least to, to um, do things for yourself, but then also just very focused on the success of the center and the team, which is great. Um, So, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, COVID-19 is still very much front and center, and there's a lot of unknowns right now um, within the healthcare space. But when you do think about the future and the surgery center and potential growth, what are some of the things that come to mind? How are you really thinking about growth, you know, two years out, three years out, if it's possible? So we're in a really precarious position here in um, our demographic area. We one hospital system, and it's sort of a monopolistic um, environment for us. So we've had some real challenges uh, with the restrictive covenants and things like that in terms of recruiting physicians, because a lot of the new docs are, you know, looking toward the bigger groups, looking toward the hospitals. um, And once they do that, then we can't, you know, utilize them. So I think in the future, uh, like I said, we're one of the few physician-owned centers that are left around. And I would not be surprised, you know, if we decided to partner with a larger entity, um, as many surgical centers have had to do at this point. Um, it is only because of our board of directors and their, you know, efficiencies and you know, looking for every way to be able to uh, staff and finance things. Uh, creatively that we are able to manage without having a managing partner or 
working with a hospital system at this point. So we have, um, we've worked really, really hard to be able to keep things the way they are. Um, but I think that, you know, I, I look for cowboys, um, the, the young guys who really want to make their own way. They are motivated. They like to work. Um, and we try to, you know, recruit that way. Um, but I see, I see in the future that, you know, ASCs have a really bright future in general. I'm hoping that, you know, that's the same case for us. We are, um, doing a lot of cases that we didn't used to do so much like pediatric dental, which, you know, once it became part of the affordable care act covered, um, as an essential health benefit, we definitely saw an uptake in that. Um, and if nothing else, you know, you get a real sense of taking care of your community when you do those kinds of work. Um, so we're seeing some new blood that way. Um, and then, you know, there's the podiatrist and the ophthalmologist and people who really just want to come in and get their work done and do a great job. Um, and so, you know, we're looking to recruit more of that as well. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. And, you know, thank you so much for going through that with us. Now, I'm wondering, what are the three most interesting trends that you're following in healthcare right now? I think that we've, it changes on a week <laughs> week to week basis. There's always like, you know, the new procedures in cardiac and spine, um, which are very interesting. I love to see that they're um, doing more of these in the outpatient space where we know that they're getting high quality care and a little bit more personalized care. Um, this week, I've been a little bit consumed with what's going on with CMS and trying to figure out where their heads are. Um, and how that's going to affect us down the road, because I think we all started out the year really excited about the idea that we were going to have an enhanced list of procedures that we could do outpatient, and then they kind of did a, an easy come, easy go on us um, and sort of threw us a little bone with a, you know, a little pickup in our reimbursement, which is still not you know just a little bit north of half of what the uh, hospital outpatient rates are. So, you know, those kinds of things I watch just to see, you know, what's going to be happening in the future, how that's going to affect us and, you know, how we can grow our program to meet the needs of, you know, the people in our community and what we're allowed to do through CMS. So, you know, those things are always kind of interesting. Um, And then again, you know, the whole COVID with the guidelines and the vaccinations and all of that. I guess those are, you know, the three trends that I've been really tuned into. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much. I had a great time.